0: Alright y'all, welcome back to another chapter, Sherwood Bible Studies, Lesson 7, The Wages of Sin. And so, I guess maybe first off the top, when you think of the wages of sin, growing up in Christian environments, having lots of friends who come from different Christian backgrounds and circles, like, you know, what comes to mind when when you hear that maybe? The wages of sin. And where it was
1: first spoken, the wages of sin is
0: death. It's a great intro into our lesson because that's exactly where it starts. Uh, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. And so, uh, someone read for us there the first verse in the study, Genesis 2.17. Let's start it off from there and see where we go with it.
2: But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day
0: that you eat of it, you shall shall surely die. That's right. So when God told Adam that the consequences of eating of the tree of good and evil, it's important to note that God didn't say, you will burn in hell. He also didn't say, I will kill you, or I will put you to death. I think it's really interesting how the lesson author brought that out. He was, God was not threatening them with any kind of anything with their disobedience, but he was warning them of the consequence. Boaz, the day you touch the hot stove, you will surely get burned. (laughs) Right? That's true. So God was revealing like reality, you know, how reality works. What do you guys think of in that middle paragraph there where the author brought out the Hebrew meaning of the word, you will die, that phrasing? How he said it the Hebrew actually means dying, you will die. So it's like that process. So it's like... You're going to double die. Well, so how do we understand that in a really like, practical way? There's a psychological part of you and there's a physical part of you. You can go way simpler than that. The day, the moment you tie a plastic bag over your head, you will die. Mm-hmm. Right? The death process has started. As long as you leave the bag on your head, you will surely die. Right? For them, it will
2: be that it, they no longer live forever. They were The body will start to age. That's right. And uh, start to deteriorate over years. Um, which I'm saying, I think in the modern day, to live to 100, that's a hundred, that probably will probably be a blessing versus living seven, eight hundred years of having somebody like as evil as you know. That's why I guess life got shortened because
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know to live like that in evil for seven, eight hundred years and forming a path of destruction. You know, around you. That's probably why God was merciful, and how does, you know, maybe a hundred? That's probably the, especially you, you know, you're going to be doing if you mm-hmm. take care of yourself.
3: Well, I mean, it may sound morbid, but the day we're born, we begin dying. Yeah. With the current process. Correct. Uh, you know, we're we're one day closer to dying, and that's. You know, if you think about it, now, yeah. wow, I must have been a in quite a thing this week, because
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Weird.
0: No, say say more, say more. Like there's more there.
3: Well, I mean, basically, I mean, it's just it's, it's kind of morbid if you think about it, and, and you know, but that's our current way of how things are in life. I mean, and that didn't begin until the original sin. Yeah. That before that we would have lived. You know, yeah, forever, right? Basically, you know, exactly, and, yeah, you know, and well, different.
4: We wouldn't have, but some people would have. But it seems yeah. like there was no concept of death in the beginning,
3: yes,
4: yes, yes. good point, Joe. And point the author Eve. he brings
0: that out. And when God created Adam and Eve, and also you have to think about the great controversy perspective who was watching when God created Earth mm-hmm. every all the other heavenly hosts, the idea of death to them. What is that? Right. I don't know what
3: that is. Well, actually, God introduced the concept of death because he said it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well said.
4: So, That's I mean,
3: so there was none, but then it was introduced.
4: But did they understand what, did they, but before he brought up that the punishment would be death, did they have to scratch their head and go, what is death?
3: I would think they would have to. Absolutely. And
4: I think they saw that when God gave them clothes of animal skin.
3: But. Interestingly enough if you're reading But
4: he you give them the animal skin before or after they did these sinning? After, after. So so but so before then did they ah, we're here walking to around. Nothing's ever gonna happen to us. We're here eternally. Which is death thing?
3: But uh. well, Satan seemed to know exactly what that was. Isn't that interesting?
0: Good point. How do you pull that out? Because of the verse here at the bottom? Genesis three?
3: Well, because he's questioning Eve in such a you know, I, I, I just see him as as, as being so charming and so slithering that he's, you know, questioning her in, in a format that's, you know, she's too uh, too naive to know better. Just simply not because she's not intelligent, just because she's never dealt with him.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, like a Ted Bundy kind of way. <laughs> How do you make a good fighter? They spar. You don't become a good fighter just from not fighting. And so it's when it's a, a debater... You have to have a reason for debate. You're not a good wily conversationalist
0: until you have pain. So you just (laughs) made a really good point that just clicked in my head because think about what was Satan doing before he met Eve. He was practicing the art of deception. With angels. With angels and with God and with other intelligent heavenly hosts. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Dude Dang, that's good. I got freaking goosebumps right now. That was good.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you flip the page to 78, Satan's declaration at the top there, Satan's declaration to Eve that she would not die implied that they were immortal. They are not subject to death. This is in reference to Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, where there's all <laughs> debates going on, you know, deceptions going on, and Satan straight up said to Eve, you will not die. So Satan is implying that they were immortal. They are not subject to death, and therefore God could not be trusted to tell them the truth. Isn't that the central? That's what the whole great controversy is about. Can God be trusted? Period, right? So, this gets us to the beginning of this whole lesson where it talks about the immortality of the soul. Is this soul immortal? What is the soul? And most of the world, a lot of Christianity, believes. That the soul is immortal. Um, he makes a point here that the atheists don't necessarily. They believe there's nothing after death. But Hindu believes in reincarnation. Buddhism believes in nirvana. Uh, Christians and Muslims believe that while a person's body dies, their soul is immortal. Um, and that it immediately goes to a place, heaven or hell, or for Catholic, purgatory. A lot of these places, right? So... The next paragraph down, there's two questions that the author asks. And I think it's really good for us to maybe think about them for a little bit. So if it's true that the soul is immortal, for example, if a person immediately after they die reach their final destination, for example, heaven or hell, then why have a resurrection? Now, if you ask a Christian who believes in that, and what's the point of a resurrection you'll get a lot of interesting answers does anybody ever ask anybody that who believes oh yeah what kind of answers have you gotten broad
1: spectrum right broad spectrum uh it, oh yeah the, the saints but you know or you know that they, they God you know for the sake of the living they'll come and they'll you know they'll raise their loved ones up and, and it'll be a great moment And but then you have certain Christian sects or like the Jehovah's Witnesses that think that heaven's going to happen here on earth that resurrected you know, and everyone's going to be happy and, they, and yep. I don't even think they believe in the resurrection actually but it's, it's, it's weird you know how they you know
0: yep. it, it's different people portray it different I really like the second question the author asks if at one's death they receive their just reward then why have a great judgment day at the end of the world
3: mm-hmm.
0: what's the point of all that it don't make sense. People don't read their Bibles. So I really like then. Um, it just kind of makes this segue then back into Adam and Eve, where after Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden tree, God no longer allowed them access to the tree of life. So he's trying to make the author here is you know giving us some biblical evidence to what's really going on here, I guess. So, Genesis 3, 22 and 23. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. Thoughts on that verse, I guess.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I i have heard before or maybe I just assumed before that there was not evil before the sin in the garden, but they just said there was. Hmm. And that just kind of, <laughs> you know.
1: Wait a minute, Genesis 3, mm-hmm. that's after the fall of man. The sun in the garden.
3: But it says, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil.
1: That's after the fall.
3: Behold, the man has become like one of us. It's not talking about man.
1: Read that chronologically and it's after the fall.
3: Okay, that's fine. But they still became like, like one of us. And that's capitalized.
0: Knowing good and evil.
3: Knowing good and evil, which is what I'm trying to bring out.
0: Oh, I, I see the point you're saying, because prior to the fall, us includes Father, Son, Holy Spirit,
3: mm-hmm.
0: they knew good and evil.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so so they're making the point to say, okay, so now man has become like us. They know good and evil.
3: Mm-hmm. Which means
0: mm-hmm. they've met Satan.
3: But they know good and evil existed.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, naturally, because okay. because the sin, where, where did the sin start? At the tree or in... Started, so God's throne room. It started
3: room. after, yeah, yeah, the war in heaven. Long yes. before
0: creation. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: Yes. You know, when you think about it, you can't be a good person without knowing what's bad. You know, like, that's just, that works. Another thing to jump back real quick to Satan's accusation that God can't be trusted. God told Adam and Eve, the day you sin, you'll surely die. Dying, you will die. The death process will begin. Right? Satan can show up and say, With a fully convinced heart, right? He's the father of lies. No, you won't die because God told me that too. And I'm not dead yet. Think about that idea, right? So, I sinned. I'm not dead yet. You're not going to die. He's just lying to you. It's a weird thought. Go ahead.
3: Well, and and the reason is, is it makes me go back and like really question, and this is for myself, and maybe I need to do some more research on it. Obviously, I do, is... That there always was a good and evil, even if someone didn't partake of it, there was. There was.
0: The concept of the, it yes, sense.
3: thank you. The concept of it.
0: Hmm. That's what I just said. Is that you can't know good without knowing bad, and you can't know bad without knowing good. It's kind of like a they get
1: yeah.
0: they rely
3: on each other. It's like everyone's the same, and then there's something different over here. So they know they are the same unless this different thing happens. Like
0: like the good angels couldn't have been good angels without knowing at least something that was bad. Or like, what was bad? Mm-hmm. That's bad, so I'm going to be good. To compare. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Okay. Interesting. Joe's wheels are turned in. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. I know you're listening, but I can see it. <laughs> I think it was more like a
2: selfishness There's selfishness and part of Eve to think, oh well, you know, what well, you know, if I'm not gonna die, but I wanna know what it is to be like God. I wanna know what is, you know I wanna know more information. You know, which is true. She didn't, she didn't understand the concept that, you know, you're going to start to die. She thought that maybe that they were going to die right away. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't understand that. So, as naive as she was.
3: But that was also what Satan was trying to imply
2: yep. there. He was trying to
3: yeah, imply, exactly.
4: you're still yeah, you're alive. Not die. I'm alive. You're
3: still alive.
4: I'm go all the way back to the beginning here. Um. You said something which I'm having a hard time agreeing with. Yeah. I know, I know. I was thinking about it too. Does that mean God created evil? Right. I was thinking about it I wasn't going to say it bad, but no. But, but, but Adam and Eve are walking around. So to know good, you got to know bad. Well, they didn't know bad. And yet they existed. Wait, who? Wait, say that again? Adam and Eve didn't know bad or evil. Yet they existed. Because you said that yeah. in well, order were, to know were, good, you got to know bad. They were like horses. They were like wild horses. But they, they were, they were, they didn't have consciousness. So they had to have that consciousness, not the way that we do.
2: But they had, they had the warning. They, sure. now I told them, if you do this, just like a parent would tell a child, if you stick that yes. knife in the electric socket, you're gonna get shocked. But
4: right. they didn't. Right. But they obviously they weren't hurting each other. They weren't stabbing each other. They weren't slapping each other. They weren't doing any of that. They weren't causing harm, so you understand where I'm going with this? Keep going, man. I don't, I don't know. So, 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 did they know bad? They were good. You're calling them like I mean, I don't know. Like they animals. were really good. Or they so, don't I mean, like they were up. neutral.
3: That's the way I see it.
0: I just raised my hand because I don't want to interrupt anybody. <laughs> so, I'm God, over here. It's good. God provided them the opportunity to know evil, right? The tree of Yes. Knowledge of good and evil. And so it's not, it's not, a, okay, so I can know about what it's like to kill somebody. I can read a book. I can watch a movie. I can hear someone's testimony of what that was like that they killed somebody, right? But I've never actually killed somebody. So I don't experience what that's like, right? So in terms of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that's where Adam and Eve could have an opportunity to know, right? In the Bible, Hebrew, Adam knew his wife. It's an experience. It's it's an intimate experience with something. Like a, a physical, personal, internal experience and knowledge about something. Right? Push back on that. Well,
1: in Ellen White, she speaks about other worlds that had not fallen. And other places that were created that did not fall. They didn't go and go to the tree. And that, you know, but we did. And Satan was limited on all these worlds to that tree. He wasn't allowed to go around and whisper in your ear and and make you go do things. He was was chained to that tree in the sense that he couldn't go around and tempt you. And so they had to come to that tree, which they were told to avoid, to go and meet with the adversary. And it was a choice to go and be curious about that one tree.
0: And isn't that an interesting metaphor if you think about life? To to Angel's point, the the socket, the electrical socket, doesn't come chasing you around wanting to shock you. You have to choose to you go to the stove. To you, your point. That's right. Yeah. You
1: have to go to it. And 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 that's the way Satan was limited until man fell. And so here's the thing. If God would have <coughs> quickly came, sent his son down and and, and, and died right then and there. The other worlds are like, what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. So this is a whole thing on God's reputation. This whole sin thing. Mm-hmm. Good and evil. How it portrays in people created in God's likeness. Okay? And it's not just what he looks like. It's how he
4: is made. So, I'm going to go a couple bucks in. So... God put a tree there, did he put it there to tempt Adam and Eve? Because let's go to Job. He's my servant. He's, he's never done anything wrong against me. Go for it, attack him. I'm going to prove to you how much he loves me. So uh, is there any correlation between what God did with Job and what God did with the tree of life? Is there any correlation? Any can we can we compare the two in any way? So did God tempt Adam and Eve to be good? We'll go on real quick. Sarah was, had something she was okay. about to say,
0: and then we'll go to Lola. Yeah.
3: You know, so we talk a lot about like the the idea of you know the sin. You know, there's the symptoms right of mm-hmm. selfishness and all this kind of stuff, right? right. So like, did the sin actually happen? when they went and ate of the tree or when they decided to go and not listen to God and go to the tree at that point, right? Because, you know, like, uh, because, you know, we talk about, like, the idea of, like, okay, it's it's the, um, you know, what's in your heart, right? So you're saying, like,
0: everything that happened at the tree was just a working out of of the choice they had already made.
3: Right, because he told them not to go. To the tree of good and evil, right? Like he's like, you stay away from there. And yet she still went there, anyhow. Like, well, they so, went there. Right, yes. Yeah, and then, you know, at that point, then blaming happens, right? And, and finger pointing happened, right? He's like, oh, you
0: know. Sassy Chihuahuas ended up. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go Lola, and then let's tie it back into our lesson.
3: Well, I think you have to go further back, because you remember uh, it talks about the sons of man that were in heaven and they were talking about um actually having you know what to do with Satan basically because you know he was kind of roaming all the dirt he was, kept coming back to heaven he kept roaming around everywhere you're
0: referring to Joe?
3: yes okay. I, do, I do believe I'm yeah. referring to Job yeah. um and so if you think on that because look what I don't want But what I don't want to believe, let me just say that, is that God put that tree there to tempt them. Because what kind of God is that?
4: Right. Okay?
3: What I do see is in that time period, Satan was saying, well, you're not giving me a chance. You're not letting people choose. You're not, you know what I mean? And for that reason, and for that reason, that tree may have been put. In that place, I mean, so I mean, I'm kind of seeing it that way rather than let's put this tree here. Just, just a toy with you. Just a toy with you. And and I don't see God that way. I just don't.
1: Satan raised a valid question about God's validity. Mm-hmm. There's other principalities who basically it turns into a trial room now. Mm-hmm. There's a question of someone's validity. It's like you know, you look at Trump. You know, taking him to court for technicalities and things criminal actions that people are digging up. So it's like, that kind of thing is that it? the other worlds are watching this. If God would have vanquished Satan right away before all this happened, it would be
0: question. This is so that there's no question moving forward. So I'll tie what you just said back into the lesson so we keep moving through this. Bottom mm-hmm. paragraph, page 78. Now, before we read this paragraph, let me ask you a question. Do we all believe God is love? Yes. 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 Is he love all the time? Yes. yes. Always. Okay, now, read this bottom paragraph. God could have allowed sin with its suffering to go on for eternity, but he would not do that. It's too painful. God is, however, going to allow sin to run its course so that the universe can see, beyond a shadow of a doubt, what the consequences of sin are. Now, I have a problem with that paragraph. Because I don't think that makes God look very good. Is God, in fact, allowing sin to run its course to teach the rest of the universe a lesson to ensure it doesn't happen again? Because that's what's implied there. But There's an element of
1: spreading the message of love about Jesus. And there's got to be a certain amount of time when you've got eight billion people on the the planet.
0: Any other thoughts about that paragraph? Why, in fact... Because the question is, what's the reason... Now, this should be a really, really easy answer if you were listening to Mark and what he just said. What's the reason God is allowing sin to play out? Is it to teach everyone a lesson or is it to solidify in the hearts and minds of everyone watching who's trustworthy and who's telling the truth? Well, first of all, I mean, once sin was
2: in the world, like like what we have been discussing, he, he could have chosen just to... Of Satan and all his angels mm-hmm. but then that 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 would, he would have, he would have been seen as sort of like a dictator it's my way or the highway mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so uh, because Satan has been talking behind God's back uh, hey, he's an evil God or something he will just give rid of God away you know he,
1: he didn't do that if Christ's followers were diligent uh, evangelists, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't have had a chance to go to heaven. Just think think about that. But we wouldn't be here today if they were effective witnesses. You know, that they all, when they got converted, went out and just told everyone they knew.
0: So I would throw out to you My answer is to why God is allowing sin to run its course. Because you you have to answer the question, what is God waiting for? So, number one, evidence. So that Satan is exposed as a liar. He was waiting then for Messiah to come, for Jesus to be born, which provided the absolute evidence to the truth about God. And Jesus himself said, I see Satan falling like lightning to heaven, which was symbolic of the idea that all the heavenly hosts... And the universe saw Satan for who he was and their, their like, you know, sympathies in their hearts and their minds towards Satan were like, no, we see who you are. Nope. And they closed their hearts off to Satan. He couldn't go there anymore. At that point, as I understand it, Satan is now restricted to this earth. Now, why is God letting sin play out on earth now? What's he waiting for? No. Oh. Evidence has already been right. in through in right. Jesus, right? What's he waiting for now? Well, he's waiting for people to be sealed in their hearts. He's waiting for someone like in Revelation, it says, they're sealed. They're either sheep and goats. They're sealed in their hearts. They, they are sealed in their understanding about God and their trust in God so much that they cannot be moved from death. Or they are sealed in their hearts in fear and selfishness so much that no amount of truth can reach to them. They're sealed, right? That's what God's waiting for. From the day that Jesus died and rose again, there has been a third group of people. People on the fence. They're not sure. They're searching. God won't come as long as there's a third group of people who are still searching for truth, who are on the fence. And that's why God is letting sin play out right now. Because as people who are sealed for God are working to bring truth to people who are searching... Satan is equally working from his side to corrupt those minds. And that's what's going on right now. So in my mind, God isn't waiting, letting sin play out to teach everyone a lesson. He's letting sin play out. And that's like we talked a couple weeks ago about the two thieves hanging on the cross. That was a metaphor. There was only two people hanging on either side of Jesus. One was sealed in fear and selfishness and a a rebel. And one was sealed in openness and trust in God. One was saved, one was not. There wasn't a third group there. There wasn't a person there still searching. I have a question. Yeah, I'll go for this it. might be a little bit off topic. And kind of speculation, but... I always imagine the thing coming as... those who... their hearts were sealed, as far as... for God. That they were, like, the minority of, of the rest. And that, you know, were, like, in the mountains, hiding. Right? So... Is that true? Is it going to be like a minority, or is it going to be the majority that are hiding in the mountains? You know what I mean. I don't know where the verse is. I can find it for you. But there's a verse in scripture that that says something to the effect of, "For God cut the time short, because if He didn't, there wouldn't be anyone to save." Hmm. And if and also there's as 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 in the days of Noah, so shall the days be when Jesus comes. In Noah's, how many people were saved? Eight. Mm. Everyone else was solidified in in rebellion against Right. Think about what your friends talk
1: about a lot, you know, across the board. The ones, you know, the church ones, the non-church ones. And think about how the conversations roll. It's all about self. It's all about, you know, it's very... Problems yeah but it, but it, it's one of those things that you' the programming you watch it's it's sexualized it's it's by vi- you know it's full of violence you know we were talking about Game of Thrones the other day you know that you just, a lot of these shows it's just it and it just you know it 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 it's not showing you god's character it's not showing you anything about God it's showing you the power of magic and darkness and and it's 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 the programming that the world has been
0: Shown via Disney and some of these other things, and it's it's heavy. So speaking, let's tie that back into the lesson with you know the, the conversations that the majority of our friends have. Romans five twelve, page seventy nine. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. And now I, I like how the author there says it's not death from like eternal annihilation, which is the which is the wages of sin second death. We'll get into that in another lesson for sure. But this is this is talking about everyone who dies, this death will live again. So he's still back, the author here is still kind of making this case for the immortality of the soul and how it's actually a corruption of reality did anyone kind of read down through that page and find anything interesting how about the bottom half there where there's only one time the word immortal is used in the bible and that's to describe god 1 Timothy one seventeen. Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. It's only referring to God.
3: Can I just say something? Of course. Um, I just want to go back just a little bit and that's only because I just felt like we left it at a spot where I'm not comfortable, and that is when Seth asked this question about the time at the end, those are the living people they're talking about. And you cut the time short because of the living people that would be left. Hmm. Do you not see it that way?
0: I don't know. I never thought of it that way.
3: Because plenty of people will be dead, or martyrs, or right. what have you. Natural disasters. Natural disasters, whatever.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Wars, famine. Hmm. That's a good point.
3: I just... I always want to seek the hope in what our message is. Right. And I just felt like that just sucked it out. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because to... I thought... To, to some people uh, maybe a lot of people wow to get into that small number what's the point like mm-hmm. let's just give up today you know and i i can't do that i gotta so, believe that you so know. so if i hear
0: what you're saying I, I think i do you're the you believe that those verses talk to the number of living people who will see jesus coming so that because if god didn't cut the time short then they're there would just be a resurrection of the dead. There wouldn't be anyone alive to see him coming. Right. That's kind of what you're getting at? Yes. Ah, I dig that. I yeah. like that idea. But I'd
3: That'd rather be, n- be dead than not go to heaven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but it doesn't I mean, mean, I'd, mean I'd rather that... go to heaven than right.
3: not... You, don't right. think, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. There's yeah. going
0: to be a lot of people going to heaven. Right. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's pretty. And that would kind of make sense because the the more the world solidifies into fear and selfishness... The more they will be, atta- Satan will be moving and attacking to destroy all those who are Christ. So there will be this great movement of. Hmm. Good point. I'm glad you brought it, that back up.
3: In my, what, what did Christ say? In my mansion, there are many rooms. There are many houses. Many, yeah.
4: In my place, in my place, there's many mansions. Hmm.
3: You know, and what is many? It's
4: good. You know.
0: Good. I, like that.
3: I need the hope. I need to always need the hope. I need yeah. to keep striving forward, and I and I hope that the message brings hope yes. rather than despair. Yes. And let's just suck it out of you now because yes. you know this is the doom and gloom that you got to. I grew up with that. That's I right. Anymore that's hundred Hundred percent.
0: It's not a message that heals. Right. Yeah. It produces fear. It's mm-hmm. not just one hundred and forty-four thousand people yeah. going to heaven. No, that's right. I agree
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no. All right, all I mean continue on. No, you that continue. That bothered me. <laughs> no, well said.
0: Um, page eighty there. This is interesting. So we're getting into talking about the soul, and uh, maybe we'll wrap it up here soon because uh, we're about out of time. But talking about the soul, the King James Bible, for example, I'm reading here in the second paragraph. Um, the word "soul" may be found more than six hundred times, and is and never. Is it said to be immortal, but rather that it will die? Behold, all souls are mine. This is in Ezekiel. The soul of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Um, contrary, what do you think of that middle paragraph? Contrary to popular teaching, the soul is not implanted into the body as a separate part of man. And then he gives a couple verses there.
2: I think in uh, Genesis, it talks about ones, ones, God breathed That's what this one into Adam. He became
1: a living soul. So it just. just,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: we're souls.
1: It's not your body, but it's the breath of life in your body. Yeah. I like how Tim Jennings
0: talks about, it's like a data thing. Ah, the computer metaphor. Yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. computer metaphor is wonderful. Yeah, he brings it up in this as well, actually. Mm-hmm. The computer metaphor. Yeah. You got the computer metaphor, you'd have the body, which is the hardware. You know, that's the stuff you can touch. Mm-hmm. And then I've got you know, what windows are you running on that? Windows eleven? Some hybrid something? That's the software. That's like the spirit. No, that's that's not. And then you life get life. Yeah, and then you get the power source. That's where it plugs in. That's the spirit. That's the power. And so without one of those three things, you don't have a soul or a computer. Does that mean dogs have souls? Well, great point. So let's check this out. Um, According to the King James Version, man was given, this is the bottom paragraph of page 80, man was given a soul, right? He became a living soul. He was not given a soul, he became a living soul. Excuse me. Okay, check this out. The New King's Version, it says man became a living being. This is more accurate to the original Hebrew, where the word for soul is nefesh, and it simply means a living creature or living being. Whether that be man, dog, animal, fish, whale, bird. Understood. The soul or the living being is made up of two parts that can only exist together, body and breath. Take away the breath, you no longer have a soul or a living creature, but only just a dead body will never longer exist. And is any of that new information anybody? It's okay. kinda kinda of cool. And so let's wrap it up and then we'll just talk about the spirit here and then we'll kinda of end our discussion. And so yeah, many people do speak about the soul and the spirit as they're the same but the soul is not the spirit. Um, The soul is a living creature, including the body and breath. However, the spirit is from the Hebrew word or Greek word that has two basic meanings. They can mean disposition or nature. For example, you may hear someone say, that girl has a sweet spirit. And what about the second one there, wind? Breath or moving air. Isn't that uh pneuma? Is that the Greek word pneuma, I think? Breath. You know,
1: we use it for our air tools, pneumatic tools.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, if the air in you is moving as when you breathe, it implies a life force is present, thus referred to as the breath of life. The spirit, or the breath of life, is given by God at the beginning of life and returns to God at death. Right? So far, so good there? Then the dust, or the body, this is speaking of Ecclesiastes twelve 7, will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit, the breath of life, will return to God who gave it. Everybody comfortable with that? Mm -hmm. Of course, we are, because we kind of grew up in Adventism, and this is kind of the Adventist view. But you have this conversation with somebody who holds the immortality of the soul, and you have a very different discussion on your hands. You really got to know your Bible and where to push. But
1: even then, a lot of times in your beliefs, well, I'm I'm a Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John Christian. That's that's all I, you know, Psalms, the rest of the Bible. Yeah, I got questions. You know, a lot a lot, of, a lot of Christians do not take the entire Bible as you know I'm a New Testament Christian. I have heard that a lot you know so they don't the creation and all that they think we evolved like over millions of years and but you know they, their
0: belief systems are mixed. bigger question for me I think that we should that I try to like focus on is like how how can I incorporate the other views about God that people have? And try to connect them with the idea, okay, so if that's true, then what kind of person would God be? Like that idea. So if the soul is immortal and you live forever, if that's true, then what kind of person would that God be? And just try to like help them, because the last message of mercy, as we understand it, is the truth about God's character. Like that's, God is love, It's the truth about that. And so to try to connect all of our beliefs to, so if that were true, what does it say about God? What kind of person would that mean God is? maybe kind of helps get to the root distortions that a lot of people hold about that.
2: It is kind of weird that, you know, what you said, Mark, about New Testament Christians or whatever, you know, they still believe that they were evolved millions of years. Like, so then, why are they following God or Christ if they're thinking about the evolution or whatever? You know, they don't think created them uh, it's just
0: well, I mean they probably think that God created them but they evolved for monkeys Which makes no sense so next week again yeah ne- next time we get back together we'll pick it up there page 82 and we'll kind of keep going through the idea of death and sleep the correlation between the two we'll talk about the computer metaphor a little bit and um of get a, a much better understanding of this idea of the wages of sin and what exactly death is and how it works. So it'll be good. Let's pray. God, thank you for this conversation. Um, thank you for the truth about who you are and that the reality of the situation is you're just trying to uh, wait for people to get in two camps and spread your, your message of love and mercy and And as we wrestle with these huge concepts, um, may we be ever receptive to your Holy Spirit because it's your Spirit that teaches us and leads us and guides us to truth. And that's ultimately what we're searching for, God, is the truth. And I just thank you that the source of that truth is good, is loving, is kind, is always compassionate. Thank you for the beautiful Sabbath. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.